What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Bourbon Buzz and Ballin' Podcast. We are your hosts, Colby and Dutt, and we got a lot to talk about. It's been a, it's been a minute. We, we, we took a week off, so uh, you know, we haven't even talked about the Super Bowl yet, so I'm sure we'll touch on that tonight, and among other things. But yeah, we, we got a couple weeks worth of stuff we can talk about. Time yeah. permitted. Yeah, I think my list was filling up, and I was having to throw some stuff out and cull some items that I wasn't of great importance, right, you know. Right. So, so you know, we typically like to stick to football convo. I mean, football's yeah. king, so I imagine we'll revisit quite a bit. But why don't you uh, jump us off into our uh, toast? Yeah, let's start out with our opening toast, and uh, you know that one of my favorite sports movies starred. Uh, Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson, and they're actually making a remake of it oh, with uh, Jack Harlow and I uh, can't remember who's playing uh, what the Wesley Snipes role. But anyway, who says white man can't jump? Who says it? They're going to have to rename that movie because uh, Mac McClung just blew that theory out the water. Yeah, he did. That was impressive. Now, I didn't watch anything. I didn't even watch the dunk contest. I just caught the highlights. Right, right. But... Uh, he, here's a 24-year-old G League player. Got two NBA games to his, his resume. And he goes out there. He, did, he performed four dunks. Got three 50s. On yeah. the fourth dunk, he got a 49.8. So he was damn near perfect on his four dunks. And they were impressive. Yeah. And this guy is six foot two. Like I said, he's white. And he's got a 43-and-a-half-inch vertical leap. It's oh, a, I thought it was better than 43. That's, that's what I, When I looked it up online, that's what I came up right, with. Uh, right. now that, I think the impressive thing about McClung, see, I've been watching McClung for years because yeah. I watched his videos, his highlight reels when he was in high school. You know, he went to some small Virginia high school, and he's been dunking on fools forever. Well, and he even put his high school jersey yeah. on him. That was the first clip I saw, and I thought it actually was a high school kid out there doing that dunk. Yeah, no, nah, he's man, he's been he's been on highlight reels for years. I was quite shocked by, I mean, even Shaq didn't even know of Matt McClung. You yeah, know, I've never I, heard of him. It really, I said yeah. I was shocked by that because yeah, I had to look it up. He he went YouTube. to Georgetown to Texas Tech because yeah. I didn't, I don't even remember. It was a wasn't real. Highly, rec- I mean, he was a three-star recruit coming out of high school. So I, yeah, like I said, he came out of a small school in the mountains in Virginia, you know. So his level of competition was pretty, yeah, weak. I mean, but if you go watch some of his YouTube videos, you know, he was just dunking on he, fools. He is to dunking what the professor is to to dribble. ball handling. Yeah, handles. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. crazy. I was impressed, uh, especially yeah, was, that that five forty dunk that he did. Yeah, I was excited when I heard his name mentioned, you know, as, as in the dunk contest. But I thought he had a better vertical than 43 because, I mean, it looks impressive yeah, for six like, foot two. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I Googled it online, and that's what it said. So, I, you know, it's got to be right. It was on the Internet, right? <laughs> yeah, Internet never <laughs> lies, for sure. So, yeah, that was uh, – that's who I'm toasting. That, that, was, that was impressive. Good show by the young man. Yeah, that was. Good to see it. Good mm. to see it. Good to see an athletic white dude. But other than that, I think we've talked about it. What, what, why are these leagues wasting our time with these all-star games? Yeah, no, they. I guess. I guess the money. I mean, Giannis they, played what twenty seconds, if that. You know, enough to make one hoop and check himself out. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, now we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the, about the uh, NBA All-Star game once okay. we get into the to the coming in hot. But All I'm right. I'm gonna toast uh Tiger. Okay. I gotta I gotta toast Tiger Woods, man. I'm you know, it sucks what's happened to him physically, you know, but to watch him watch him play this weekend in the Genesis Invitational, which is the first tournament he ever played in professionally, mm-hmm. so it's near and dear to his heart, and he's obviously he's the host of that tournament now. But to go in and play in this tournament with as little you know, practices he's had, make the cut, mm. tied for 45th overall. I mean, he he knocked out some of the world's best golfers, you know, yeah, in it's, the it's event. A, it was, it's a shame what's happened to his body because, I mean, he was going to set all the records and go down as the GOAT and, you know, put, him, put all the records out of reach. You know, now I don't – you know, now he's not even going to get the – the majors record. Yeah, and I don't, I don't see, I don't see that. But you know, watching him, watching him this weekend, you know, I, man, and and to listen to other pros talk about the game that he still has and the excitement that they have to have him back out there, man, I, I really, honestly do think he's got another emotional victory in him. I'm pulling for him, man. How, how old is Tiger? Do you know off the top of your head? No, I don't. I, I want to say he's 45. Yeah, 44, 45. But I, he's, he's younger than Brady, isn't he? Mm, I don't know, man. I I I think they're about the same age. Okay. You know, I, I really do. They're right there. He's right there in the mid forties. Yeah. Okay. His hairline looks like it. <laughs> right. I don't like it when he takes his hat right. off. You think a man with that kind of money would take care of his hairline a little bit? But anyway, Tiger Woods, Tiger man. Tiger Woods. I, that's my that's my uh, toast of the week. Well, let's add one more because. Uh, Somebody's got a birthday coming up this weekend. Oh, oh. Let's just. <laughs> Dusk got him a birthday, oh. I, and I flew all the way to the Dominican Republic to pick out his birthday oh, present. He, he gets a little bourbon. <laughs> he gets a little BT. Yeah, the leader. Oh, that is the big dog. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want, if you want to buy some Buffalo Trace or some Blantons, I know where they got it hit at. It's in the Punta Cana Airport in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> My best friend goes all the way to Dominican, <laughs> and all I get is a big, large ass bottle of BT. Well, I, I appreciate I can that. Take it back no, if I love it. That's, <laughs> we've talked about this 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 bourbon. This is a this is a goat. This is a goat in the uh, in the price range that oh, it I, is. That liter was thirty two bucks. Thirty-two dollars. Thirty-two bucks for that liter. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So yeah, we might have to. Uh, and I brought back a couple for myself too. <laughs> and we might have to uh, go ahead and rate that because we haven't we hadn't done the Buffalo Trace yet. Yeah, so we might just need to go ahead and rate that next week. This week I got a a Peerless uh, small batch that uh, I'd never even seen before, but uh, the bottle was shaped like a bourbon barrel and. It, you know, they had a limited supply, so I thought, man, what the heck, give it a try. So that's what I got waiting for us over there. But, but let's Sweet. just go ahead and raise our glasses to uh, to Mac, Mac and to Tiger and, and to Duck. Happy birthday. I know it's a couple of days early, but happy birthday. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Have you got, already been in the bourbon? I got a little excited about the uh, <laughs> about the whole that's, – that's like what, – what is a liter, like three-fifths? No, no, so basically like a fifth and a half, isn't it? No, it's a, a fifth and a third. A fifth is is seven hundred fifty milliliters, so it'd be another two hundred fifty milliliters. So it's 
250 milliliters above a fifth. I'm showing off my lack of mathematical skills. <laughs> well, you did go to Bama. Hey, wait a minute. So did I. That's true. <laughs> you must have spent more time in the math math department than I did. That's right. I had to I was trying to figure out how to count that money. Count that money. All right. Well, that's our... Oh, before we go on to the scumbag, we, we do like to talk about what we're sipping on oh, that's uh, right. this week. I actually chose uh, Bibb and Tucker, or... Or as my wife likes to call it, the bib and fucker. Bib and fucker. Uh, we rated that a three out of four, so it's a good one. Smooth, ninety-two proof. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a hard no, one to find. It is. It is, know? and it's it's a good-looking bottle, so it looks good on the shelf. So that's right. Uh, it's a good one. Good one to have in your collection. How about you? What you sipping on? I'm sipping on the uh, celebrity series that okay. we had, the Duke. John Wayne, the Duke. Now, I think we rated this one a three. That was a three as well. This was well. a solid three for yeah. sure. Yeah. I think we were we were almost teetering towards the four. Yeah, this is this is one that they put a full effort into a release, you know, it was right. like aged for what it was, was seven this? Years. Seven years. Yeah, that was a seven year. So I, I think I think we should all look forward to some some better bottles out of the Duke. Right, right. I agree. I agree. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that sounds good. Let's uh, move on to our scumbags of the week. Scumbag. And I know you've got two or three. You want to start with one? You want to bounce back and forth? You want me to do mine? Yeah, let's bounce back and forth. I'll I'll roll out quick because since I toasted Tiger Woods, I'm going to... I'm gonna slam uh, uh, the various women's group. They're gonna be my scumbags of the okay. week. Some, and I'm not gonna name the the various women's group. But I mean, what? So what happened on uh, Thursday round? You got you got. I can't even remember all of the guys were playing in his group. It was Tiger, Justin, and Rory. Okay, that was a, a dream threesome yeah, exactly. right there. Which the announcers were saying. Hey, this is really coincidental. These three got put to get paired together, which I'm quite certain Tiger had a little something to do with <laughs> right, that. But right. Anyway, Rory rips a drive off about 340. Tiger rips off a drive, outdrives Rory. Mm-hmm. JT scuffs one up the fairway. Doesn't <laughs> go doesn't go very long. And JT's long. Yeah, yeah. And up the fairway, Tiger Woods hands JT something as they're walking. Yeah. Well, they 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 viewed into it, and it was a tampon. <laughs> he, he handed JT a tampon, basically, because... Tell me he needs to shoot from the women's tees. Yeah, he's playing He's playing from the women's tees. And so some of the, the ladies' groups, you know, got a little upset and a little torqued over that. Yeah, I mean, so. you know, you can't... Sometimes people just need to lighten up. It was a Clean. joke it between was. guys. It's a joke between guys, and it really isn't a slam at ladies you know i mean we used to you know it's a natural physiological activity that a a woman goes through every month up to a certain age and he wasn't making light of right of that time of the month he was teasing jt for being weak off the t-box yeah that's so yeah yeah like i said it's gotten this culture's gotten gotten crazy yeah Anyway, that's my first scumbag. All right, I'm gonna give one, and uh, you know I, I love to prop up my Bama boys when they need propping up, but when they need calling out, I'll call them out also. We and, like to uh, we like to think on on this podcast, we are homers, but we're, but we're fair. We're fair homers, yeah, you yep, know. Yep. So it came out today that uh, Brandon Miller, the the stud freshman guard or small forward on the basketball team, you know he's 
finalist for the Julius Irving Award, finalist for the Naismith. I mean, he's uh, a legit top five draft pick in next year's uh, NBA draft. Well, going through the, you know, they've started the, the Darius Miles trial and, uh, you know, it came out that uh, Darius actually texted Brandon to bring him his gun, to bring Darius Darius his gun. Right. So Brandon brings it to Darius. Jaden Bradley was also with him. So doesn't got, doesn't hand it to him though. Now nah, it was in the back. It was in the back right. seat of his car. And, Puts uh, it in his car. And uh, so Darius gets in, gets the gun, and gives it to. And I can't remember the other guy's name at this point, but uh, Mike Davis. Yeah, Davis, uh, and gives it to him. And, <clears throat> You know, Brandon's just got to use better judgment. You know, he's not going to be charged with any kind of crime. He didn't break any laws. He just – Right, know, he just brought a it, weapon, which was just stupid. pitiful I mean, not, not good things are going to happen. Bad judgment. Uh, don't, don't put yourself in the in wrong place at the wrong time situation. You know, I, as I was doing more research on the story, it was even saying that, you know, this Davis dude shot like eight times into the Jeep. And uh, a couple of bullets actually uh, grazed um, Brandon Miller's windshield. Hmm. So I don't know if he was still within, if his car, if it was just his car was there, if he was no. there, or you know, there's still more to come out. Uh, but that you know, they have said there's nothing that, that uh, they can charge him with. But still, he he, and I know his dad played tight end right. for Alabama, and his dad's a no-nonsense type of guy, so I'm sure uh, they had to come to Jesus' uh, meeting. Mm. But but come on, Brandon. You're, you got your whole life ahead of you. Yes, you're ridiculous. You're fixing to be a, a top-five lottery pick in the NBA. Don't don't sound, surround yourself with anything that can, can take away from what your life is about to become. So... See your friends, see your future. That's right. You are the company you keep. It is, uh, man. So. That's a true saying. True saying. So, yeah. That sucks, you know, because ultimately if more comes out, this could potentially derail well, a fantastic could. season. It could. We're deep. It, we're yeah. deep. Oh, yeah. I mean, right now we're predicted to be the number one overall number one seed. Right. Uh, and then they get to play their first two rounds in Birmingham mm. and then go to Louisville. So, I mean, if they can – do that, that they're going to be in a great position right. to make their first ever Final Four. So, yeah, you don't want this off-the-court stuff. Yeah. But this wasn't, you know, it, it just came out to the public today. But right. this it's, has been right, exactly. known so, and being yeah. handled. And, and they, right. you know, they're cooperating. Alabama's been cooperating. Yes. And uh, so I don't think anything else will come yeah. out of it. But just that it's being brought up again now, uh, you know, it's it's a distraction. To him and to yeah, the rest you of the can team. you can tell he hasn't been he hasn't been as productive lately, right? And I'm wondering this has been weighing on his mind. Oh, I'm sure for sure. I'm sure it is. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is a I don't know this I don't know Brandon's exact age. I think he's actually an older freshman, like 19 or 20. But still, I mean, as a as a freshman in college, uh, that's that's a lot to. Potentially a life-changing decision he made. You know, I, honestly. It's, well, like Darius Miles. I mean, yeah, he, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous that these these kids would play with their career and their, you know, we're talking about 
generational freedom. money. Yeah, and freedom. Yeah, generational money that, and all they got to do is stay on stay. The, the right course. Yeah. You know, stay it's crazy. course, follow that path, and yeah. So yeah, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Brandon. You're my really. scumbag this week, son. Damn, Brandon. Roll Tide, Brandon. <laughs> I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add uh, an ex-Alabama lineman, Javion Cohen. Okay. And I'm gonna also throw in an Alabama potential Alabama recruit that we were hot on his trails, but uh, Cormani McLean. I don't know. You know, many people remember, know these names or think about these names, but you know, during during uh, at the end of the season, Javion Cohen, who was you know, a part-time starter. He started most of the games yeah, at guard. Yeah, for Alabama on the offensive line. He he basically extorted so Nick he, a little bit. So he was the one that he wanted his, his he, girlfriend to get accepted into the into law school. law school, and he, he wanted, wanted a bag of cash for, to stick for around NIL for, money to stick around. Year. You know, and Nick told him to hit the road, man. Yeah. And he ended up transferring to Miami, yeah. of all places. Hmm. You know, go figure. And then Cormani McLean. He basically was, was trying telling, to go to the highest bidder, telling the highest bidder, you know, give me all your, give me all your best offers, and that's where I'm going, you know. And Nick told him to hit the road, so, you know, Javion Cohen and Cormani McLean are my, are my scumbags, but I think the NIL and the lack of guidelines, yeah, <laughs> is is more so my. Yeah, Scumbag. I mean, yeah, you can't hardly blame them just for trying to play the. I mean, they're playing the. Don't game. hate the player, hate, know, hate the game. I know, but it's what we were all worried about yep. with the NIL, and sure enough, we're dealing with it now. Yeah, they'll have to. They'll have to make some changes. I think they're they're coming. They are they're coming. coming soon. All right, anybody else you want to? Yeah, let me let me add one more scumbag to the okay. list. I'm I'm gonna throw LeBron James, King James, in there. I think it's fitting to. Throw him in on my scumbag list in the in the last week or so where he broke Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record. Um, but LeBron throwing Russell Westbrook under the bus a, a number of times in interviews, and you know basically just saying you know he was mad at the Lakers for not trading for Kyrie Irving, essentially wanting what Russell Westbrook run out of L.A. You know, so so I thought that was a little unprofessional. Mm-hmm. On his part, I think that was a little unfair to Russ. Um, I'm kind of glad Russell just landed. I think he just landed with the Clippers. Yeah. So he got released by the Jazz. You know, the Jazz bought him out, right. and so he got signed no, by the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got, he traded, got traded to the Jazz. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, Jazz yeah. bought out his contract, right. and then and he then signed the, with the Clippers. The Clippers signed him, and, right. and the Clippers are like nine back in the West. So hopefully, you know, maybe maybe if if this helps Russ get I, over the top. And, and I he think they them. play each other. The Lakers and Clippers I play would each think other so. pretty they, soon. They have to. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm kind of hoping. I, I've never been a huge Westbrook fan. I mean, I've always liked him. But right. His game is always like he's just like a tweener, you know, on what he can do and what he what he does best and what they want him to do. But I'm just hoping maybe that puts him over the top. Yeah. The Clippers. But yeah, LeBron James. You know, I I just I don't know. I've lost a lot of respect for LeBron over the past couple of weeks you know with this story with how much he made it about him during the whole breaking of Kareem Abdul's records you know stopping at a game mm-hmm. I mean I realize it was an, a monumental thing but at the same time you know it's just, just things that I just don't think MJ does right so anyway 
Okay. That's my scumbags. All right. Well, we have a lot of scumbags this week. Well, we, we've been out for a couple of weeks. <laughs> right. We had a little catching up to do. Yeah, yeah, because that the LeBron breaking Kareem's record. Yeah, we should have probably toasted LeBron. Yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I forgot about it because it <laughs> happened while I was gone. And, and until you just now mentioned it, I wasn't even thinking about it. Although I did uh, – was it Barkley? I think it was Barkley that made the comment that – you know, you can't really compare LeBron and MJ because of the eras. He was he's basically saying Kareem was the goat of his era. Yeah. MJ was the goat of his era. LeBron is the goat of this era. And you know it it made a lot of sense. It does. Bill Russell before Yeah, exactly. Before so yeah, cuz when you you know the game changes, you know, now three-point shots are more involved, you know, so LeBron's record probably won't stand because you're going to have people that come and shoot nothing but three-pointers. So, to to cross over the errors and make comparisons, I thought I thought Chuck made a good point. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I you can't you can't sit here and say LBJ is that his, is that his initials? LeBron, well, James. LeBron James. Can't say that he's not Goat Jr. I mean, he's clearly He's yeah. clearly great, yeah, and he's clearly cemented his place in history, you know. And but you know, to me, a lot of what he's accomplished is just for longevity. Yeah, yeah, some and of he's the records. Been very healthy over his career. Of course, and, and that, you know, we said the same thing about Brady, and that that goes. That's that's an, an aspect of being the goat. Also, is yeah. is to be able to take care of your body and to sustain longer than anybody else can. So, I mean that. To me, that that is included in the uh, the topic, the discussion. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I mean, we probably we ultimately will have the L L B conversation versus M J L J versus M J. I mean, that's the what would what would M J do if he was playing in today's game? Well, I mean, where I've, there's not I've, hardly any defense. I've had that discussion. <laughs> I'm glad you say so. I I said he would average forty plus. If you isolate MJ in today's isolation game, Nobody he scores can, forty no. plus. Well, I mean, I've even heard some of the Charlotte Hornet players recently, yes, saying he still schools them one on one in practice. Yeah, absolutely. And he's fifty, no, sixty. He's be, he will be sixty. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, and smokes probably <laughs> a, a box of cigars a week. Yeah. And, but yeah, no, I think you know, I think MJ would would I personally think he would average forty plus in today's game. But you know, that's that's just speculation. Right, right. All right, well, let's uh, let's get off the scumbags and let's come in hot. Of course, uh, also during our downtime, there was a uh, football game played that of of minor importance. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the Super Bowl champion Chiefs. It was actually a very good game. It was a good Back game. Back and forth. Uh, somebody's prediction I don't think quite hit. Well, it, it hit for one half. <laughs> Man, my predictions were looking pretty strong for a half. But I, I clearly underestimated Mahomie. Yeah, well, and also Andy that Reed. and that scoop score, scoop score. Well, yeah, but I mean, I I was actually a, was a turning point. I think the biggest prediction I made was as I thought, 
I thought the Eagles would would easily run the ball on the Chiefs, and I thought because of that, the the Eagles would control the game. And even though I did predict the game would be close, but the Eagles, it would almost appear that right. they never, never were, were in challenged. Challenge, you know, they were never in danger of losing. Right, it. and that clearly didn't happen. Right. So well, I think Jalen was the leading rusher with seventy yards. For the Eagles, I don't even think they were really they attempted I'm, enough rushing. I was a little, I was a little perplexed with their offensive strategy. I mean, Andy Reid clearly he showed why yeah. he is going to go down as one of the greatest coaches ever. Yeah, you know, so I mean, he yeah, it definitely came down. And you know, when when you see the play McKinnon McKinnon makes at the end of the game, didn't nobody had to tell him about it because it's been driven into his brain every day in practice. Hey, if we're in this situation, you don't score. You slide, we run out the clock, we win the game. Because at the sports bar I was watching that, there was a lot of novice football fans, and they, they were like, what's he doing? What's he doing? So I'm explaining to them, well, if he goes ahead and scores, the Eagles have a chance and blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, it was a great play. And, Are you claiming not to be a novice? Yeah, I might know a little bit about football. Just a little? Yeah. And then, you know, you on the other side of it, you got the Eagles fans that are just crucifying Jonathan Gannon. That he's the reason they lost that game. And, you know, he sucked as a coach. And, of course, he's now the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals right, right. because, no, you don't because he him. is a very good coach. But, you know, Eagles fans today – they just oh, can't. They they can never be beat. Something has. They got to find some sort of scapegoat that you know yeah. caused them to to lose the game. They are they are undoubtedly the worst fan base in all of sports. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna just go ahead and say it's it's almost all Philly fans. It is. It doesn't matter which Philadelphia team we're talking about. And and I know I have a lot of Philadelphia native friends that. <laughs> But you guys are the worst, man. Yeah. You are the worst fan base. Yep. That's yeah, the only I was, thing I hate about our guys being there is is if 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 Brandon hadn't done if it, if the news hadn't come out about what Brandon did this week, the Philly fans probably would have been my scumbag. Been scumbag. Yeah. But, that would have been well deserved. <laughs> well deserved for sure. Yeah. Now on the flip side of that, you know, I think you were about to point out that even though we've we got our Bama boys that we still pull for, even though they're on the Eagles, and and they had a good showing. They you did know, have Devontae a good showing. had a hundred yards receiving. Like I said, Jalen seventy yards on the ground, three over three hundred in the air. I mean, Jalen could have won MVP oh, he, even, even a losing, even on effort. losing effort. Yeah, he. I promised. mean, he was easily the best player on the, the yeah. field that that night. Right, right. Yeah, he. I mean, if the Eagles win, there's it's no doubt he's statistically the MVP. speaking. Right. I, I get it. Mahomes is in a whole different atmosphere. You know, stat-wise, I mean, Mahomes' numbers weren't – I don't even think he threw for 200 yards, but he was very efficient. No, nah, I mean, he was just Mahomes, you know. He was but, out there on a half an but ankle. But then, they, and, you know, they got the punt return from um, yeah. Kadarius Toney. They got the scoop score on defense. So, it wasn't just – Yeah, they, they made the uh, they made the plays in the category that, that you just can't – you just can't hardly account for right and outside of the special teams, and that's usually the difference. You know, in is. a close game, that's usually 
the difference, and it, it turned out to be in this case. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm still in. I'm, I'm not. I'm a little over the shock now, but I, I just really felt like from top to bottom, 53 men. I thought the Eagles were clearly the better team. But oh, I still think they uh, had the better roster. Yeah, I think Kansas City had the coaching edge. Yeah, and that's ultimately, I think what what did it. Yeah. Yeah, Andy Reid. Andy Reid was a beast. Let's, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, an ex-Eagle and an ex-Chief, Shady McCoy, mm-hmm. LaShawn McCoy. You know, Eric Bieniemy got the – I don't – I guess he wanted out of the Andy Reid shadow mm-hmm. or Andy Reid suggested right. the move for Eric because Eric's been – Bieniemy's been flunking out on all yeah, these he's interviewed head for coaching every interviews. Opening, every head coaching opening and he – doesn't ever seem to get it. No, but Sean, LaShawn McCoy kind of said a few things that I felt like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how true they are, but, I, I mean, they they might, they seem rather truthful to me because, I mean, Biennemi keeps striking out on all these head coaching jobs, but Shady said he wasn't very, he wasn't a very special coach. He has zero to do with the passing game. He said in meetings he hardly ever talks. Mm. Andy Reid does all the talking and all the mm-hmm. coaching. And basically, I think uh, – but Andy Reid gives Biennemi a lot of credit. He does. You know, but I think that's just Andy well, Reid being you know, great. I think probably where Biennemi is excelling is that teaching in practice. You know, because Reid's not – Andy Reid's not able to be with everybody – all the time, you know, he's he's the head coach, and so he's probably right there in Mahomes' ear. So the enemy's probably with the wideouts, with the running backs, you know, yeah. doing some of the other things. So yeah, it, it it would be good to see him out on his own and being and giving full reign of some, and and so he can really, you know, show what he's capable of. Yeah, I think uh, I think this OC job in Washington's gonna gonna be his make or breaker for sure. Did he is he taking that job? Mm-hmm. Okay, I wasn't sure. I knew there was a lot of talk about it, but I didn't know if anything was official. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anything uh, else you want to mention about the NFL? Yeah, well, sticking with the NFL. Let's uh, you know, I did want to give uh, you know local local info out on the Carolina Panthers coaching staff. Um, you know, I think Frank Reich has has made a lot of additions to the coaching staff. There's a lot of talk in the you know the NFL community on how good his staff is. You know, he brought in Tom Brown from the McVay tree as his OC. Sean Jefferson, he's with the Lions, coach. wasn't he? He's been a, he's been around a few places. Yeah. Josh McCown is his so, quarterback and, and coach. See, I've heard his name mentioned as a potential potential head coach. Like, yeah. Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? He's going to be like a golden child, just to McCown. shoot up. Yeah, shoot. yeah. That, that was talking like he could have went straight from being a player to a head coach, hmm. kind of like what they did with Saturday. Yeah. Well, I think I think you know him coming in as a QB coach. That's only a stepping stone because you know with the with the amount of these guys I'm talking about. I mean, I think I think they're going to lose some of these guys within the next year or two. Do Staley. Running back coach, of course, the Ajiro Evero, DC that everyone's high on as a, as a as another potential minority head coaching job. He brought in Don Capers, mm-hmm. former Panther head coach, and then the, then the big one, D'Angelo Hall, 
DB coach, assistant DB coach. He uh, he's from the rival rival teams for the Panthers. So good news for Carolina. I think Carolina's on the uptick for sure. The coaching staff is pretty strong. This is quite a difference from the Matt Rule days. Well, one that I saw today. I think he. I think it just. Oh happened yeah, today. I didn't mention that one. Yep, Jim Caldwell is is going to be like the assistant head coach, basically Reich's mentor. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you know he. He he was the head coach at the Colts yeah, exactly. when they hired Reich. So yeah, Reich Reich uh, Reich is seems to be really high on uh, pulling all the right strings. You know, I mean, Tom Brown is is a minority yeah. coach as well. So there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of minority coaches on this staff that I think have an upward trajectory that I think could ultimately right. You know, I I just really feel good about I just feel real good about um, Tepper's the owner, the money he spent and Reich and and the amount of guys that he's brought in to round this staff out. I mean, I really think yeah, it's a good looking staff. A lot of potential. It's a good looking staff. Uh, and you know, I've mentioned it before. I'm a I'm a Reich fan. I I, I think he's a good good coach. <laughs> yeah, for those of you that have given up on your PSLs, I think you. I think you might have missed out because I think the Panthers are definitely on the rise. A quarterback away. That's it. That's it for the NFL. I mean, I don't. All right. Uh, how about the you know college football came out? I think yesterday that uh, they're wanting to speed games up, so they're looking at four potential rule changes that would help. Because I didn't even realize it, but. The college game it takes longer than a pro game does. Yeah, by about thirty minutes yeah, or so. Yeah, and uh, so one of the big reasons is because they stop the clock after every first down. Right, right, right. So that's one of the rule proposals is, you know, let's except in the final two minutes of each half. Yeah, let's keep the clock running. And I always thought that was a dumb rule that they stop the clock. Uh, so that was one rule change proposal. The other one is to, to, after an incomplete pass, once they place the ball, wind the clock. Yeah. That one, I, I don't know if I like that one. I mean, I mean, an incomplete pass, the clock's supposed to stop. But overall, I mean, well, go ahead and I'll let you finish. And then the, another one's no back-to-back timeouts. Yeah, which, the ice and which I, I, I wish they would do that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I hate that. I don't like the ice and the kicker thing. And, uh, and then the, the no untimed downs. Nah, that doesn't matter to me. I mean, either. yeah, I mean, if, if there's a penalty at the end of the first half, roll it over into the second. I mean, in the end first of the first quarter, quarter. Yeah. Roll it into the second, second quarter, quarter and let's, let's carry Same on. Same with the third quarter. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So, you know, obviously you can't do it at, at the half or at the end of the game. You would have to have an I untimed guess, down. I guess my biggest thing is why. Why are we trying to screw around with that college game that is is so good and try to mirror more of the pro game? I don't. It seems to me they're trying to mirror the pro game a little bit more. But that's what I like about my Saturdays and my right. Sundays. I like them to be different. You know, I like the one foot inbounds for college, the two foot inbounds and, for and pro. You know, I, I like. I think, I think part of it was always because there was a big gap between what these athletes could do at the college level versus what they could do at the pro level, like the one foot in. But now you got these athletes coming out of high school that look like grown men 
They are. And I, I think, you know, you can, uh, you know, change it to where they have to get both feet in now. Or, you know, I would rather see if they're going to speed these games up, let's figure out how to not have every other play reviewed. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's where you lose a lot of time. Yeah, they can do something with the review, start to make it a little bit more robotic, use, I yeah, guess. Yeah, use some technology, modern technology. Some and, infrared across the goal line. I mm. mean, there's so many things that, I mean, if we can if we can blow up countries from 4,000 miles away, clear, clearly we ought to be able to have an infrared line, you know, across the goal line and a chip in the ball. I mean, it seems easy to me, but... Of course, really, of these proposed rule changes, really the only one that kind of takes away from what college football has always been is the, if they were to do away with the stopping the clock on on first downs. Uh, the back-to-back yeah. timeouts, yeah, I'm all for that because I, I, I hate when... You yeah. Know, well, you can't take them to the, to, to the locker room with you. You might as well use all three of them to... Ice the kicker at the yeah. end of the first half, and that's just stupid. So, yeah, that one I, I – Well, I mean, I, I I heard today I was reading something, and I can't remember. I can't remember who to cite or give credit to. Um, but he was suggesting that we just cut out one commercial every commercial break. Yeah, or shorten them. Yeah, I mean, if you do that, you basically cut the game down to three yeah. hours. It's You've done everything yeah, but, without but, – but, I know. But then, then you cut, all, then you're cutting that money out. It's that's, all about the money. That's what it's about. I mean, basically, that's what it's boiling down. Course, boiled you, down to. Of course, if you speed the game up, then you're going to have less commercial breaks. Yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, cut cut well, what, one commercial out. Well, what do you think about the if they didn't stop the clock for first downs except I'm, the last two minutes? Yeah, you know, I think the first two to me are. I don't. I don't like them. I, I think they're definitely the most controversial of the changes. Yeah. I don't like this. I don't like the incomplete pass one. I still. Think. I don't like that one either. And I. I just. I guess I could live. I could if I had to like rest on one of these that I just would fight over. It would be it would be the running clock after an incomplete pass, yeah. just because I think that is vital at the end of the game. What? But I mean, at the same time, the running clock after a first down. That's pretty vital oh, too yeah. in the college well, and, game you know, until the last two. Right now, and they're saying you know, and they're saying neither one of those would change. You know, they would keep it the way it is now in the last two minutes of each half. Right, right. Because uh, you know, sometimes you throw an incomplete pass deliberately to stop the clock. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, you got to have that rule. So yeah, I'd be, I'd probably be okay with with any of them. I mean, I don't necessarily think, you know, our vote's going to count. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think we just got to – I just don't like the whole idea that we have to change the college game because the college game, I mean, the whole college football experience. I've never once gone to a college game in the last five years and thought, man, this is just too long. Mm-hmm. It's never enough for me. Right. Of course, we're cherry-picking and going to – Certain games, right. but at the same time, I, I watch different games. Now, the only thing that bothers me about college football and basketball is the network doesn't allow enough time between the games that you got to start watching your game on a yeah, different, different channel, channel. while the, the game before you is still yeah. being finished. Especially in basketball. Yeah, yeah basketball is the worst. Because they only allow two hours. And it's like, yeah, every game you got to watch the first 15, 30 minutes on – 
on the app or whatever, and you're scrambling mm-hmm. around trying to find it. And so yeah, they they need to allow more time in between games. Yep. But uh, all right, what else you got? That's it off of uh, that's it off of college football. I mean, I I didn't really want to get too much into. I figured we were saving discussing our way too early top 25 any more recruiting news yeah i think the the last real point i wanted to make well college wise was uh you know bama houston kansas and purdue clearly in the run for the number one seeds but i think a bigger a bigger you know especially locally on our podcast would be the the unc is almost played their way out of the tournament altogether i mean might as well start booking your trip to the NIT. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and you it's amazing how UNC went from number 1 in the country preseason to not even making the tournament and I mean they're you know, once you actually analyze their season and start thinking about like last year they were 8th seed mm-hmm. in the big tournament and they just caught fire. Right. And then they rode off the heels of that into the preseason number 1 cuz they returned a large portion of their roster, but masking all in all of that was their inability to shoot, and so that's kind of come to the forefront. And, and I feel year. like they they kept thinking, all right, we're we're gonna get hot, we're gonna get hot, we're gonna get hot, and it just has not happened. Well, the ACC, you know, has not allowed it to happen because you know NC State's gotten better, Miami's gotten better. I mean, Virginia Tech. I mean, there's a number of schools that have gotten really good that have just kept UNC from maybe catching that role. Yep. Arkansas, Auburn, all on the bubble. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think, uh, you know, we ought to dedicate part of the show maybe next week to, well, maybe in the next couple of weeks to the yeah, March Madness. Yeah, because it's, it's right around the corner. It is right around the corner. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, you got uh, baseball's starting to heat up or not heat up but you know what pitchers and catchers pitchers and catchers reported, reported so you, last week so spring training starting to roll around and uh you got the NHL trade deadlines coming up the first week of March so there'll be some some non-football related topics for us to yeah to talk about in the coming weeks oh and news flash Zion Williamson he's out again yeah, you don't say He's out. I think the news flash would be Zion's <laughs> playing tonight. Zion's playing tonight. <laughs> Which is, that's sad because that, that kid is such unbelievable a, talent. Such an athlete. And but what uh, about that All-Star game, man? I mean, I watched it. I watched the first quarter, and I just couldn't watch it anymore. It's such, it wasn't even worthy of, it wasn't even worthy of, like, street ball. I mean, it was just like. Here, score. Here, dunk. Here, lay yeah. I don't get it. Like, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I, I didn't watch any of the skill, the NFL Pro Bowl flag football or skills competition, or I didn't watch any of the NBA stuff this weekend. I didn't even watch uh, the NHL, which no, I, is a I, little bit, little bit, but it's still not that. Well, it, it's it's different, you know, with the the. What three the on format, three, three on formats, three, but the, yeah, but it, I did watch the uh, a good bit of the NHL All Star, but yeah, I think the money is clearly, 
It's clearly changed the uh, different leagues' approaches to these all-star games, yeah. the players' approaches to these all-star games. You know, back in the day, you know, at the NFL um, all-pro game, you know, that was a big part of their salary. Yeah, yeah. Was the well, money and, they and was won. A, and it was a trip to Hawaii. So, I mean, exactly. It, there was at least a little incentive. And, it, you know, a few years back when the baseball all-star game was for – home field advantage uh, in the World Series. So there was a little bit something to play for, but it's still – Yeah. They just need to do away with all those games, in my opinion. Yep. All right. Well, you got anything else you want to bring up, or are you ready to head over to the bar? I'm always ready to head over to the <laughs> bar. It's time to it's time to go over there and drink a little bit. Yeah. I got a – like I said, I got a peerless small batch over there, and – uh We'll go over there and we'll taste it and then we'll rate that shit. See you at the bar. Cheers. <laughs>